Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, impacted, and influenced. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I am extremely excited to have my new friend, Kristen Franey, all the way from LA, to join us today. Now, Kristen, you and I met online with an online group, and it's absolutely amazing now how many people come together online in different groups that are supporting each other it's exciting to have you here well thank you i'm so excited to be here and i think it's crazy how much and especially over the last year and a half two years how much more connection people are genuinely making online i felt like when i first started in this game of entrepreneurship and being online it didn't feel as genuine as it does now, it was almost like everybody was just trying to sell. And now it feels like we're all coming together. And it's really special when you get to meet somebody who is so similarly aligned. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I love that. Now, I want to just I want to let everyone know that you are a, a business coach, mindset coach, but you're also a publisher and owner of a publishing house that's called Your Compass Within. And I mm -hmm. love the name of that. And it kind of it kind of isn't in line with the kind of coaching that you do as well. So I want to talk about what has being online done for you and your business. Like you were saying, when, when you first started, everybody was kind of like, you know, really trying to get out there. But now it really has evolved over the last couple of years. What's your experience been like? Yeah, well, I, I launched my business almost exactly three years ago. It was October 1st three years ago. Um, and I say I launched my business. I was in the middle of my coaching training, but I finished my website that I'd worked on forever. And so I was up and running in business. That was it. I was going to be coaching like a boss. Nothing happened. It was crickets. Um, so I realized that I needed to get out onto social media and figure out how to connect with people and do some marketing to actually let people know that my website existed so that I could book them. I don't even have, a, I don't know if my website is even running now. Like I've moved beyond it. Like you don't need it, but it was such a big thing at the time. And I think over the course, um, it, I really saw a big shift when COVID happened and so many mm -hmm. more people were forced to stay at home. Um, so many more people just got used to being online. So I was online and had started growing my business fully online before we were staying at home and in stay at home measures. So I already had my footing, but I felt a shift in the energy and it feels so much more supportive and collaborative than it did when I first started. Um, it felt, and this could also very possibly be um, because my journey has changed. And so I'm finding places that I align with more, but I felt much more of a masculine energy and found it more difficult to connect with more feminine leaders and female coaches and female coaching groups that were successful. Um, it felt a lot like the people that were talking about their big giant successes were the guys and right. they do things really differently. Um, and so it feels like there's been quite a few groups and coaches that have obviously spread wider and they've grown their business. And as they've done so, they've been able to impact and influence more people in how we can be successful 
and run really successful businesses. Um, oh my goodness. But as it's really kind of- amazing. So it's, it's, I love that you pointed out that distinction because a lot of times people, people forget about that. And we go, you know, even with a lot of, of summits and a lot of conferences, there's a lot of male representation there in terms of what's being presented and the speakers. But in, in many cases, the audience is 60, 70%, you know, females. So there's a little bit, a little bit of a disconnect there. So I love that you acknowledge that. And, and online presence is, and these groups, can you talk about, is there anything specific that these groups have been able to do for you to help you to move your business forward? 100%. Yeah. So my, um, my first year in business was not great because I didn't know when I launched that I needed to have a network of people. I thought if you build it, they will come. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, and my That's second quite. year, <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time learning. I also spent a lot of time figuring out my place in the world and where I was going to be. And so I, I felt at the time that I was really full on in my business, but I wasn't. I, I was doing a lot of other things and not full time in my business. I wasn't dedicating full time. I wasn't dedicating 100% of my effort and energy when I say full time. Right. I felt like I was <laughs> in hindsight, there was a lot more that I could have been doing. And what I learned in that time is showing up as an expert and being able to use and leverage other people's groups and communities to find people that you align with. And it's not in a way to steal their group or steal people from, but it's a good way to engage in conversation, to test the waters, to meet people that you can run your offers past and have conversations with and share the journey with people who are at the same stage where you are. Um, In terms of for growing my business, I have uh, most of my clients that I sign and most of the women that choose to work with me um, by writing chapters for the books that I pull together and edit are found through groups, through other people's groups um, at some stage. Now, ultimately we become friends. They start seeing my content directly on my page. They might come into my group, but our initial conversation at some point was through someone else's group. And because we resonated, we commented on the same thing. We thought something was, you know, really inspiring. We had that connection and started having conversation and then they might start to follow me on my own platforms, but nearly exclusively um, for the last year and a half, my clients have all come through social media. For me, Facebook is much better than Instagram. I think just because I use it much more. So it's going to be better. I work it better. Therefore it gives me better results. And, but yeah, all of my clients bar one for the past year and a half have come through social media um, as my initial point of contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely incredible. Now you were mentioning about the women that are writing in your books. Talk a little bit about your books because you've got one that is coming out. Yes, which is super exciting. Um, so this, and again, you know, the universe just kind of gives us these opportunities. And um, earlier this year, I was given an opportunity to participate in someone else's book. And it was such a powerful experience. And at the same time, I knew there could be more. Um, it was so powerful to write my story and finally have it out in the world um, fully, you know, not just as little bits and pieces and, you know, marketing and blog posts, but a larger portion of my story in a 
larger format and in front of other people. And there's something really solid about <laughs> um, an actual book that is so very different to the fleetingness of social media. And so it had a really big impact on me. Um, and at the same time, I knew that I could do a little bit more and I wanted to continue doing more. And I wanted to have a very collaborative effort, whereas I had felt a little bit like my story was published and other women's stories were published and we were in the same book. Um, there, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with the other women that I was sharing this experience with until after our book was published. And right. um, so I was thinking about this as I was kind of, you know, and I was going home to visit family and my clients had all just about finished their courses and their programs. And I was thinking, you know, well, I need to I need to do something. What direction am I going to go in for the second half of the year? And I said, maybe I'll write another book. I've got some time. I'm going to go home with family. So maybe I'll do that. And then I thought I should go big and give other women the opportunity to have the experience that I did, but in a bigger way and to create that community rather than looking right. for someone else who was offering that. I thought I'm going to create it instead of hoping I find it. Um, Perfect. And so I did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought at the time that it was going to be a one-off. I didn't plan that I was going to continue launching them and launch books every quarter, but it was such a rewarding experience and so incredibly powerful for me. I, it changed my life, right? Wow. Um, and I know that it did for the other women that participated. And so I said, you know, I can't not do it again. I, I have to. One, it's just so exciting. I have so much fun doing it. And it makes such a big impact that it's like it's a no brainer to not do it. You know, so the new one that's coming out, the first one was called Journey to Myself. Um, the second one is Journey to My Soul. And both of them tell the stories of women who have overcome their rock bottom, whatever that might be. So they've overcome a very challenging moment. They've seen that they need to make a choice and do something different. And through that, most of the time, they've had a spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening and been open to much more possibility. And now they are leading lives that they only imagined they could possibly lead when they were in their darkest places. Um, and it's, each woman comes from a very different background, has very different experiences. I have um, Native American women who are participating in this project, which is really important for me. Um, one of my best friends is um, Cherokee and Navajo. And um, so she has inspired the organization and foundation that we donate our proceeds from the Kindle sales to. Um, and it's oh, nice. just so... Yeah, it's just so incredible to see people who are coming together from such varied walks of life. I've got international, you know, we have people who are in Canada, I have Switzerland, I had somebody from Malta and Nepal in the Awesome. So it's such a that's wealth of experience and backgrounds. Exciting. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's very exciting. So I know that this is very new. When is that going to be published? So Journey to My Soul is published in November, so mid-November. Just in time for Christmas. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit tricky, but uh, with timings at the back end of the year. So, and it, it feels a little bit fast, but I wanted to make sure that we um, had enough time to be able to have it complete so that we can spend time with our family when everything is crazy at the back end of the year. 
and not be worrying about oh deadlines and everything else. I love that. We're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Kristen. We'll be right back. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen and welcome back, Kristen. Now, just before break, we heard a lot about online and your current business, but we never really got a chance to figure out who you are, where you came from, what your story is. So why don't you hear a little bit about that? Wow. Yeah. Um, so I am, I'm originally from the States um, and I now live in Los Angeles um, in Santa Monica. Um, and it's been kind of a crazy journey to get here. Um, I now coach women who are starting and growing their businesses online um, alongside the book offerings. But I, prior to that, I worked for over 25 years in senior leadership positions in major international retailers. So I worked for huge brands on Oxford Street in London. And then I moved to Dubai. And then I was in Malaysia. And, and then my job in Malaysia finished. There were a couple of marriages along the way as well. Um, <laughs> my job in Malaysia turned out, I, I left Dubai when one of the marriages ended and thought that it was going to be, you know, this great um, adventure and experience. And it turned out not to be everything that I thought it was going to be. Um, and my job was really not aligned. Um, it was a very difficult working environment and um, I hated it. I was miserable. Mm. And I came home to visit family and bought a backpack. My dad had said, are you okay? And I broke down in tears. I was like, no dad, I'm not okay. It's horrible over there. So I bought a backpack. Like you see, like backpackers, I was 45 years old. And I thought, well, if it all goes tits up, then at least I've got a backpack and yep. I can put my stuff in it and I'll go backpacking around Southeast Asia. So that was my escape plan. Um, I don't know if it was the wisest escape plan at 45, but I had it. And um, when I got back, my very first meeting, um, my boss told me that my role was being made redundant. And so oh. I no longer had a job. So I had to figure some things out pretty darn quick. Um, right. Lucky enough, I was able to take a little bit of time uh, to figure out what I wanted to do and um, met some friends for some epic adventures in Indonesia and went on a retreat in Bali and knew that I couldn't in good faith put myself back into the corporate world, mm -hmm. that I needed to do something that really aligns with my values it's really important to be to make an impact and to do good and to be a good leader in how we show up. And through, even though I was still figuring out all of my stuff, um, there were a lot of people I could see. There were so many other women in similar situations. And I knew that I could help them figure out next career steps or how to navigate that change because it was a big part of what I had done in my corporate leadership. And I when, decided, mm -hmm. I was going to say, when you were, when you were, when you came to that realization that you couldn't go back to the corporate world, what was happening then? Was that, were you on your retreat or, you know, what was going on after, because yeah. obviously you have to, you had to make some quick decisions, but at the same time, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I remember those. I remember being faced with that question, right? What do I want to be when I grow up? Totally. So I found this retreat. I was on a sailing trip through Komodo National Park off uh, or off of an island called Flores in Indonesia. And we were on this rickety boat. It was not very glamorous. And 
we kept seeing this beautiful boat go by and we were all like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? But we were all <laughs> either between jobs or figuring out our lives. And so, you know, we were on the budget trip. And so we finally get to a spot and where we've got internet and we're like trying to figure out what this really nice boat is. And I have um, on Facebook, I course I'm like oh internet I'm going to check in and see what's going on and post a picture um and I have an ad come up for a retreat and it um in Bali it's I've got time because I'm no longer working it's in about three weeks time and I'm like you know maybe I should do this and it was about intentional living like how to live your life more intentionally and so my intention when I went on to the retreat was and I, I remember saying this at the beginning I almost didn't go for the record because there were sharing circles and I'm like I don't do that I don't I'm like mm-mm, no sharing circle, not my thing. Now I plan my business around moon cycles. So, you know, it all changes. Um, it but does. I, so true. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this retreat and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go on it and I'll figure out, I'll come away with tools so that while I'm backpacking around Southeast Asia for the next six months, at the end of the six months, I'll feel really good about whatever decision I'm going to make. Like I can take those six months and make my decision. And one of the exercises that we did was about facing your fears and identifying what your underlying fears are of what you could, like, if you could design your life, if you could create your dream life? And then what are the obstacles that are standing in the way? And I realized in that moment that the only thing that was standing in my way was me Mm -hmm. and that finding another corporate job was never going to take me a step closer to what I imagined as my dream life. And I was going to figure something else out. So on day three, um, it all just kind of came together. And I was speaking to some of the other women that were on the retreat and they were asking me questions and they were actually like, you could be doing this. And they were coming to me for some coaching instead of the guy that was leading the retreat. And I was like, maybe there's wow. something in this. I'm yeah. going to look into it and see what I can do. Um, and we coach very different people and different things. Um, but you know, it was definitely a huge moment where I just saw that there was possibility that was beyond what I had allowed into my awareness before. Um, And once I allowed other possibilities, um, it just became crystal clear. And I said to myself, you know, like, if not now, when, like, Mm -hmm. if I don't do it now, when am I ever going to get the chance to do this? And the worst thing is it doesn't work out. And then I can go back to my corporate job. I can find another corporate job somewhere, sometime, like they're still going to be there. What was it like when you were having that epiphany and that moment where, you know what, where, because it would be, it's sometimes it's hard to be able to let that go to say, you know what, I am just going all in and I'm going to, it's, it's going to happen. What was happening through, what was your self-talk and, you know, how did you sort of hone yourself in to say, this is, this is it, this is real. And, you know, did you have some dotes that I know a lot of people have dotes when they're making big decisions and how did you combat those? Well, I, yeah, I hear that totally, but I tend to like, once I make a decision, then like, that's it. And I, I'd already done a whole lot of work around where I was, how I'd gotten to, I, with my husband and lack of husband and the divorce and everything else. And it was a horrible, that was also a horrible situation, but I had done so much work to not have any regrets about anything that Mm. happens in my life that I feel as long as I feel confident that I'm making the best decision for myself in that moment, then no matter what happens, it's the best decision 
that can be made. If five years down the line, I learned something else, it still doesn't mean that wasn't a good decision. It put me Mm -hmm. in the place to learn that thing that I might not have learned otherwise, or it I got, there's always something to get from that. And so I know we hear that a lot and it can sound really contrite, like no regrets, but like owning the decision and like, that's it, you know, it's just, it's going to happen and I'll figure it out. And it might not go exactly the way I want it to, but I'm going to do it and figure it out. And if it doesn't go great, then I've learned something from that kind of helps it to not feel as scary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I love that you said you had done some of the work before. So that's good. So you had, you had, when you were having your marriage issues and the the dissolving of that, that was, so when would you say, would you, when you think about your really personal growth journey, whereby, you know what, you really started to take a look at yourself and think, you know what, I have, I am worthy. I am deserving. And all of those things that sometimes we forget along the way, particularly if we're in a relationship or having challenging job, or we're just, you know, on autopilot. Do you recall when you had kind of that switch that was like, you know what, I'm going to be in the drive. Yeah. You know, I think it, it, it happens a lot. Um, and so I mm. think there's, there's the first one that happened that was the catalyst for all of the others happening. And so what I think happens a right. lot of times is we have that moment And we go all in as big as we're able to do so at that moment, right? It's like you jump in off the diving board into the big pool and you did it. You made the big jump. Once you're comfortable there, you swim around a little bit and you go around the corner and you realize, oh, there's another diving board and that goes into a bigger pool. And so it's almost a sequence of it. Totally is. Yeah. And you, you get good at it. You get comfortable in that one pool and then you're like, okay, now I'm ready for something bigger and it's still challenging and scary. Or you start to realize that, you know, you, everything you thought you'd processed and it was done, a new situation comes up and you're like, uh-huh, right, there we go. It's still there a little bit, but you're able to get to that next level and peel, peel that next level back and, and go that much deeper with that transformation. So I had a yeah. big moment when I chose to leave my husband, I had a big moment when I decided not to go back into a proper job, you know, into corporate. I had a real big moment when I decided to invest in a personal trainer and to get healthy. Um, That was a really big shift for me um, in terms of like really valuing myself and my health and um, the changes that came about with that and seeing that I can do really hard things um, and sticking with something and keeping promises to myself. And that in the physical side really opened up a whole lot spiritually um, and also opened up a whole lot just in terms of my confidence. Like I just, but again, it was very gradual, you know, I, right. And that's something that I love. I love to point out and to remind everyone is a lot of times people want things really, really quickly, but we have a lot of our journey. And I love, I resonate so much with that. It's, you know, you get to a certain point and then around the corner, there is something else that's going to maybe shake you up a little bit, but will help you to learn and evolve and to grow. So never to stop leaving, but we're out of time. But my final question for you is what makes you sparkle? (laughs) I love that. Um, that's a really hard question to answer. I, you know, I think, um, for me, I appreciate joy in all of the small things, you know, and I look for, I'm so grateful for every single moment. Um, You know, I said to you before we started the show that I am so grateful 
and I pinch myself every day for where I live. I'm grateful for the people that I get to meet. Um, I'm grateful for my commitments to myself and having all of that and keeping that attitude of gratitude. I don't, <laughs> that rhymes. Um, but that helps to have, you know, an inner happiness that then hopefully just radiates out to other people and I can share with others. Well, I love it. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And just so you know, your energy definitely radiates out <laughs> and you can totally feel it. But it has been an absolute delight having you here. And I really look forward to keeping our connection going and hopefully working together sometime soon in the future. Thanks so much for being here. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. And remember to go out and do something that makes you sparkle today and every single day. We'll catch you next time, friends. Bye for now. Welcome to the bonus section. I thought we just would have a couple more quick minutes with Kristen before before she has to leave us because we were having such a great great discussion. And it reminded me of when we were talking about, you were mentioning about, you know, it's always, it always is a journey. Like people, sometimes they want to finish, but mm-hmm. when you finish something, then you have to start, you're, you're just going to start something else. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, we're always on the destination and, you know, journey and path and compass. And, you know, I've traveled quite a bit um, is really important to me. And I, I feel very much like we have, we know that destination, but if we're just fixated on getting from A to B, we can miss all of the other things that can happen in between. And so B is probably more like a waypoint, right? And then something right. else is going to happen and come up along the way. So what, what I wanted to talk about is some of the, what are some of the things that you would have missed if you had of, you know, if you hadn't have gone on that big journey, some, you know, some of the little sidetracks there and the detours. I wouldn't have been here. Yeah, I would not have been here in Los Angeles. Um, I my story of getting here is I came back to the States for two weeks to escape the tourists in Bali or two months. Um, It turned into three months and then I went to Canada and then I went to see a friend and then I was like, well, I'm not going all the way back to Bali. I may as well just stay. And then a friend came to visit and I decided to drive him across the country and (laughs) I got Uh here and said, all of those things that I've been imagining, if I settle down, if I come back to the States, what my house would look like, where I would want to be, all of these little snippets that I had in my head, I turned up here in Los Angeles and was like, oh, this is it. This is that place. And if I'd stuck with my plan and I'd come back for those two months and I had my ticket and I went back, I would have missed this huge opportunity and not been placed you know, in this beautiful place that is, has given me so much inspiration. Um, and I think has led a lot to how successful I've been over the last two years. I love that. So talk about some of the inspiration. I'd love to hear inspiring stories. What inspires you? Oh, um, you know, seeing good and seeing change, and it's probably going to sound so Pollyanna to say that because I'm actually a little bit rock and roll. Um, But I get inspired by seeing people doing their best and wanting to do better. Um, So I'm being able to have conversations about that. I get inspired by people who are doing things that are outside the box and not, you know, just trying to replicate, um, you know, and seeing people who are vulnerable about their stories and share the difficulties, um, you know, inspires me to see that people are able to 
and comfortable enough to share the not so pretty parts um, because we can all identify with those. Um, but it's, you know, I get less inspired just by, oh, I've had such an easy ride because it, life isn't easy, right? Like life, life yeah. happens and things happen and thinking that it's just going to be an easy ride and only seeing that isn't as inspirational as seeing, you know, how people navigate those hard points. What would you say would be your top three tips on how to navigate those those tough places? Yeah, my first thing is to always know and come back to your why and your values. Like that is the that's the solid and the base. And if you don't have that and you don't know your why, then when there's an obstacle or there's a big old boulder in the way, you will find it much more difficult to figure out a way around. Because when you turn around, the there's so many paths to choose. But when you know ultimately where it is that you want to get to, but you realize that your path might change, um, mm -hmm. then ultimately you'll get there or you'll get to a better place than you imagined. Um, so always start with having that foundational why um, be confident in your decisions. Um, mm -hmm. you know, once you, once you make a decision, there's actually, you know, science that says that when you make a decision, you automatically start to believe that it's the best decision. Like you will, instead, there's very rarely buyer's remorse. You know, we talk about it, but it's actually, you convince yourself that your decision was the right decision. The only time that doesn't happen is if you're not a hundred percent, if you feel like you weren't in control of your decision and it was made right. a little bit for you or you should have done something. But if you fully commit to making your decision, it's the right decision to make. Um, because you're not putting yourself in harm or, you know, anybody else in harm right. and you're going out with your best intent, then it's the right decision. And, um, yeah, not to beat yourself up for it if it doesn't go to plan, if it doesn't work out the way that you thought it might because something else came up that you couldn't foresee, then be graceful with yourself and be forgiving with yourself, but trust yourself in your decision making. I love that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we go? Um, just so much gratitude for you and for sharing and for this beautiful conversation. This has been amazing. And I'm so glad to have you in my circle and to continue to build on that going forward. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely been my pleasure too. And it's been a lot of fun getting to know you. And I am definitely looking forward to continuing and growing our friendship and our relationship. So thank okay. you so much. It's been a lot of fun. And we'll talk to you soon. Hugs thank you. Bye for now. <laughs>